Hello, and welcome to Breakaway with Dawn and Friends. Today, I have my friend Hector. Hector and I uh, met in our cohort class, I'm going to call it, with Entra Institute. Um, so that was a course we both bought uh, for entrepreneurship. So we we met in that course, uh, bonded. It was our first class. And um, well, let me let you say hello. Hi, Hector. <laughs> hello, everyone. <laughs> so um, we would meet weekly. Um, again, um, we have different paths in our in our entrepreneurship, but we would meet weekly and work with the coach. And I told them I had a podcast. I was trying to not intentionally, but I was dragging my feet and. The funny thing is, as you guys know by now, by this episode, I am a life coach and Hector love calling me out on the fact that I am not so forthcoming on things. And I've told you before this, you guys, and you've heard me say this, Entra was so much more than a course, like learning a new skill. I was taken back and didn't realize that I had to dig deep and, you know, really, you know, do some some soul searching and, and work through some some things. And so I was taken back. So um, Hector would love to call me out on that. So um, one day he tells me, hey, you know, when you're ready, I have a story for you. I said, "Ooh, really? I said, well, no, when you're ready, you tell me. And he says, OK, I'll let you know. So then one another another day comes by and he's like, OK. Um, you know, so remember I told you I have a story. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. I said, okay, let's do it. He's like, wait, where's my questions? I'm like, no, Hector, there's no questions. We're going to free ball this. It's just a conversation. Remember, like this is a conversation between two friends. And as I told you guys before, depending on the friend will depend on the conversation. Right. And I think it says a lot about who you keep in your company. And, you know, he's a great guy and we've had a great rapport and he's like, well, don't you want some background? No, Hector, we all have a pass. I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care what, what your, what your youth, you know, your, what your past is. I said, the present is what, what matters. And as a life coach, remember, what are we about? The present. <laughs> We're about the present moment. We're about goal setting. Um, I'm losing my words right now. What is it? achievements? You know what I mean? And working on the, on the present, right? So for me, no, I, I, I don't. So he did give me a little bit of you know, background. He's like, well, are you sure? And I'm like, oh, I'm more intrigued. Yes, I'm sure. So um, he has a story and a journey to share. And we both want to, you know, hopefully our intent is to reach people that need to hear this, right? We all have different journeys in life and you should never judge a book by its cover. And Hector and I always, and friends of mine, will talk about it's not the mistake. It's what you do with that mistake that matters. So Hector and I would really like to highlight his journey and, and the work that he has put into himself for the self-improvement, excuse me, that he has worked on. And so um, I, I feel like I said a lot <laughs> uh, and that was long winded, but I want I want Hector um, to share um, his journey. So Hector, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I mean, uh... <laughs> I think you probably propped me up a lot, so audience is probably going to be like, "Okay, this is going to be good." But um, you know, you know, the reason I reached out to you, and you know, during our our um, entree experience together, um, is um, I seen the 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 drive that you had, and and um, you know, wanting to help others, 
be better version of themselves in, in whatever path they they have been through and whatever path they're, they're beginning and whatever path they choose to go through. So that's something that, you know, I, I, um, I feel passionate about too, you know, helping others and, and, and the best way is, is, you know, I've heard it say your experience is your expertise. So, so I've experienced. I have to agree. And I'm going to agree because that's what makes me a really good life coach. Right. So there's different paths that you can take to become a life coach. And I have yet to share my full story, but I do here and there. But that's exactly, it's exactly true, Hector. Sorry. No, that's fine. And um, I'm going to pull that story out of you sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will. <laughs> but um, yes, like I said, that's the reason that, you know, that I reached out to you and I'm kind of encouraging you to, to, um, to, to pursue what you're actually doing now, which is, is you know, your life coaching, because you were kind of dragging your feet along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I felt you just needed a quick little encouragement more than anything. I think it was more. Yeah. It, honestly, it's not that I, I think you, what, with entrepreneurship, you know, it's not for the week, right? Um, so I think it's not that I was dragging my feet. I think you just, you need that confidence. Like you need to feel like, okay, I'm ready. Or there's just something in you. And then I finally just let that go. And I think that's what it was at the end of the day. Like I want change and I believe change requires change. So I think in the beginning I was just a little hesitant. And since it initially took me back, I was a little like, oh, I leaned back. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like to call it you, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to step out of our comfort zone. Mm hmm. And I think um, when we're challenged in that, of course, you know, we we naturally recoil a little bit and, and you know, self-doubt is probably what, what we all go through at one time or another. And um, and but I, I, I think it was more like you said, not dragging your feet, but it was more the we we um, our comfort zone we build around us is, is you know, is, is routine and it's every day. So when we need to step out of ourselves out of that zone, it's where we kind of hesitate. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's always good to have good people around you and encourage you to, to, to give you that confidence and say, you know, you, you can do it and you are, you are that person. And that's why that drive is in you or else it wouldn't be. So, you know, I'm just glad that, that you're doing it now and, and, um, and give me the opportunity in turn to, uh, to share a little bit about myself and, and, um, and how, my journey is in on self-improvement and, and um, we would call it uh, some courses that I took self-actualization, big word for just saying, you know, being who you are created to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that's, that's, you know, I guess that's a little bit about me and, and, you know, I guess I can go straight into my, my story as, as, you know, growing up, um, I was, um, I used to go to church maybe what four to five times a week. You know, I was a cattle, cradle Catholic, and um, you know, I participated in all church activities. Did everything that that you know. Mm-hmm. My mother, she was part of a lot of a ministries, a handful of ministries in, in church as well. So, you know, we basically grew up going to church, and um, you know, the the foundation and the seed of faith was planted planted in us very early on. So, you know, um, 
but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're young mm-hmm. and, and for the most part, you know, you go with the flow in the sense of like, you do those things because you are taught them growing up and rarely as learned behavior. Exactly. It's learned behavior. And and rarely as, as a young person, do you take the time to really dwell into why is it that you're doing or why is it that you're, that you're in, that you're doing what you're doing or believe what you believe in that sense. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was a formation that I went into when I was young and, um, and, you know, um, teenage years hit, you know, and you start trying to discover yourself. And, and uh, By the way, where did you grow up? I grew up in South Central Los Angeles. Oh, so, God, enough said. Not just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Joking. But you know what? It's it's um South Central LA, by the way. Yes, I think. um, You know what? I'm glad you asked that question because I think it, it goes to. It's gonna go to perception is not always reality. So, right. and by, I mean by, so you know you hear South Central Los Angeles, you know you hear LA riots, and I grew up around all that that whole area where the in the thick of things where everything was going and happening. But you know what? I was um, student body president in the sixth grade of my elementary oh, school. Oh, look at you! I had um, my face plastered around the school. Um, I was, I was in what we would call back then the gifted classes. Now they call oh, it. Oh, wow. I'm not yeah, surprised. <laughs> From the Hector I know today, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they called them gifted then. I guess now it's avid or, you know, I was in mm-hmm. honor roll and, you know, went to different elementary schools speaking. Um, I had a fifth and sixth grade teacher. We had the same class because there weren't that many gifted classes available. So she taught fifth and sixth grade, and uh, her name was Miss Wiggins. I owe so much to her. Um, mm. My older brother knows her too. But when I tell you that I learned things in the fifth and the sixth grade that I apply to to this day, or that um, when I express them or I, I use the skills that she taught us, I'm always um, asked, where did I learn those skills? And college or high school and I tell them mm. I learned this in the fifth and sixth grade. Amazing. That's how much she cared about us and and um and and taught us. Um I mean she even taught us at that age where all the forks go in this fancy restaurant tables and what to use for what. So I, you know <laughs> I, I'm not surprised Hector because I'm telling you I a lot of who I am or why I am the way I am is from my childhood. And this is what we talk about a lot. Like I talk a lot about your traumas or your experiences um, from childhood. It literally shapes who you are today. So like, you know, seeing that tough exterior for me or me not being so vulnerable, that you, that has to tell you something. <laughs> Right. If people pay attention and you paid attention. Right. Because I really didn't think I was being that guarded. But, you know, you picked up right on that because 
I mean, I'm very outgoing. I'll talk to anybody. Clearly, I have a podcast, you know, like I love talking. I love sharing, but it, it's not something that I go around talking about. But I like you ask me anything. I'll answer it like I, I am. But I don't always offer it. But because of my childhood and, you know, I grew up in North Hollywood on Tierra Street where, you know, the North Hollywood gangs were across the street. Literally, I can look out my window and see those guys like there was no time for me to be soft and, you know, naive, a naive, a naive little girl, you know what I mean? So don't get me wrong. I was born in New Jersey and that right there should say enough. Right. Cause according to my mother-in-law, she always has to remind herself that I'm from the East coast. Cause I'm always ready to fight. So that's what she says. Right. So, you know, growing up one from, from, you know, birth to 11, I lived in New Jersey. So yeah. Oh yeah. I was ready. And I fought a lot physically growing up, like, you know, with boys, girls, it didn't matter. Right. So yes. Then I come over here and it's like, what the frick? Like it's gangsters and cholos. I'm like, wait, what? I was used to drug dealers like in, 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 in uh, New Jersey. And I come here with these damn cholos. And so, no, I had to grow up fast. Okay. So um, yeah. So I think that's what you see that you picked up on. Like, you know, cause I remember I coach saying, he goes, yeah, Dawn looks like a, a, you know, she's a, she don't take the BS. No, I do not. Who has time for that? Right. So, but what's so funny is I don't feel like, do I, like, did I really give, I apparently rubbed that off to you guys. Now, mind you, this class, you guys was through zoom. The coach is a guy and I had Hector and one other older gentleman. So I'm the only girl, but th- yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you said about, you know, you have to be ready to defend yourself when you live in those type of environments. But with me, you know, like I said, I grew up there. So, um, you know, student body president. I was known in school. I mean, everybody, hey, there's Hector. Hey, how you doing? And and, um, and my uh, my teacher, Miss Wiggins, she, uh, she rode me pretty hard because she said that, you know, I had a lot of potential. So she was going to not sit there and let me waste it or... You know, she put my in place a lot. Let's put it that way. Nice. Her and my mom were my uh, my two strictest and harshest critics. But it was more of that them just you know seeing what what I had to offer, and they wanted me to to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I like I said, you know, I, I did great there. Our 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 junior high back then. Now they call it what, middle school now or something? I know, right? Yes. Yeah. So junior high back then was um, from the seventh to the ninth grade. And all that separated our elementary and junior high was a fence. So we all know we we go to school right next door, I guess. So when I went to um, junior high in my seventh grade, um, you know, it's it's next door, but it's still a new school. And, you know, my grades, um, oh, by the way, straight A's and B's during elementary. Nice. So, so like in the seventh grade, my grades did, did dip a little bit, you know, um, but, but by the eighth grade, I, you know, I had, I I had part everything back up. I was doing good. Um, I knew everybody and everybody knew me. And I, I know I, I was a witness to a lot of things that happened. You know, um, I remember one day, etched in my mind we were all getting Saturday afternoon getting in the car going gonna go eat as a family and we lived in the middle of two streets so a car zooms by us stops in the corner two guys get out and they prop up their semi-automatic weapons on top of their car and they pointed towards the other block 
and they they just start shooting and they you know they shot up that whole block on the other side of us and we we're watching it we're seeing it they get in the car and they leave Jeez. so mm-hmm. we saw that and we get in our car and we go eat dinner i mean exactly another day so, <laughs> so you know i, I was it's not funny was, sorry no i mean you know but it but that's what i mean it's like it's not i wasn't a, naive to everything that was going around but it, Sadly to say, it was the normal. Mm-hmm. That's what we I grew up on, and and so again, I knew, I knew those guys that did that. I knew the guys they were shooting at. I, but I never really got involved. Mm-hmm. Again, I was in the eighth grade still, so, so you know, I still kind of stuck to school. Um, I did, you know, I wasn't the, a saint either by any means, mm-hmm. but I didn't get involved in in, in necessarily the gangs. And I, you know, I went to, so the, um, at the end of the eighth grade, um, we, we got evicted out of our, our home because we were not paying rent due to the landlord not fixing up some of the things that they needed to do. Right. So, you know, it was a whole dispute and, you know, we ended up getting evicted. So mind, mind you, I know everybody knows me. I know everybody, you know, the popular guy I guess you can say in school one of them mm-hmm. so now I'm gonna be in the ninth grade so I'm that's gonna I'm gonna be the top dog of that junior high so I'm looking forward to that because you know again mm-hmm. doesn't grade that you know notoriety yeah. or whatever. Yeah. so but we we so they you know they came to pick me up at the last day of school and they're like um we, we were gonna we just got kicked out we're gonna go move so we end up moving to a uh, Huntington Park Huntington Park, which is uh, still South LA. Yep. And um, and um, but my thing is like you know I told my mom promise me you'll you'll let me go back to to my junior high you know I'm oh yeah yeah we will we will just and they you know placated me and they let me go to the last week the last week of school there and but when uh, time to enroll for the ninth grade they didn't allow me to go back. Um, she you know credit to her she wanted to move us to a better neighborhood which is you know a better area which is in some senses it was better than we were living at but the only thing is that um the school Huntington Park High School was very crowded and you had to get bus to another school for for a year and then you can go to Huntington wow. Park and we so yes yeah, so we all got bus to uh for Dougal Hills which is in Tahunga mm-hmm. which is like a predominantly white area around mm-hmm, that time mm-hmm. So, you know, I go from being known by everyone to not knowing anyone. Right. So that was a big adjustment for me. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, um, it was a complete uh, shock, you know. 180. (laughs) I did not know how to relate to it because I didn't have to. Everybody knew me. I just... So what I did is, you know, you know, what do we do? We um, mm-hmm. we feel lost. We were trying to find ourselves. I mean, the age I'm, what, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who I am yet. But um, right. but I need to find, you know, we're social creatures, so I'm trying to find somebody to hang around with. And um, I ended up picking the wrong <laughs> crowd, basically, to hang around with because I was craving that, you know, that, that um, 
attention that you had because you had all this attention everyone knew you over there mr popular then you come over here you don't know anybody so then you gravitated to what you know which is you know probably i was trying to belong put it that way yeah there you go yes because i'm a lot what you said you described yourself right now and you said ask me anything and i'll volunteer it Mm -hmm. um um but i but I won't volunteer just out of, it won't just come right. out directly out of me. I don't like being, I'm, I'm, well, I'm different now, but back then I hated being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird because, you know, everybody knows you and everything, but if if everything's eyes are focused on me, I, I, I would, you know, go into my shell. Um, if it was any effort that I needed to do to, to uh, make friends, I wasn't the best at it. So, you know, I ended up choosing the crowd to hang around with, and and you know, I, you know, they were they were, um, it was they weren't a gang yet, but you know, they were well on their way to become one. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, um, I started hanging around with them. Um, still went to school though. Um, one thing about me is, I was always able to compartmentalize. So school, school, and the street was the street. Mm-hmm. If you knew me at school, and then you see me after school, you wouldn't recognize me. It was two different people. Yes, yeah. it was two different people for the for the. But again, what happens? You can't. But see, let's think. Let's let, let's do dive, like dive into that a little bit because I do that right. Mm-hmm. And I'm and again, I'm not a licensed professional, but I feel that that was my way of protecting myself, compartmentalizing, right? So if you think about it, you were in a bad neighborhood where you see people get shot down. Like how like really? Like how do you move on from that? You have to compartmentalize. You got to put that back there. And life goes on. So I'm not surprised that you're good at compartmentalizing cuz I do the same. And that was I feel my brain protecting itself. Right. Like to survive, because, you know, what am I going to do with that? So I'm going to put that back over here in this little box and it's going to stay right there. Right. So I do feel people that are I now believe this. Okay, again, this is my beliefs. People that can compartmentalize have gone through some stuff (laughs) because, you know, that I feel that like not everyone can do that, by the way. Right. So, you know, if you have that talent, that's what I I think or that skill, not talent, but that skill. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's 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 um I label it, you know, because I, I believe, you know, going touching back on my faith that we all have gifts that we're given. Yes. You know, and um it depends on how we use those gifts. So, yes. So I'm I'm you know, I'll, I'll I'll get into it deeper later, but I truly believe that I'm the same person I've always was. Mm-hmm. I just use the gifts that were given me the way they were meant to be used. The, the reason they always given those gifts and the things that I've learned um, because I was using the tools that I was given for the wrong, in the wrong way and the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I, I, I believe that, you know, we're all given. But gifts. can I, but I want to take this deeper. I feel you had to go through that to be who you are today though. You, you know, um, you know, as far as that, um, I think, that ideally we would not like to, but it, it makes us who we are. It, it does. Makes, it, it, it makes you, it, it's uh you know, I call it the refiner's fire. It, it, it you know, your mm-hmm. forge, 
you know, like you, when you put support, you, you, you make a blade, you, you heat it up, you make it through, and then it, you know, and then it, it starts as a piece of metal, and then you put it through the fire. And then, you know, and the, the result, yes, is a nice, beautiful blade, but how does it get there? You have to bang that sucker. Mm-hmm. You have to heat it up. You have to beat it, beat it into the shape that it was, that you're trying to create. So, so yeah, you do go through those. Um, will I be the person I am now if I didn't go through what I went through? Um, no, I don't not believe for one bit that I would be. Um, maybe I'd be a better version. Maybe I'd be, you know, but I'm not, I won't be the person that I am now. Um, I, my experience has, has, um, has molded me to, 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 to the man I am today. And, um, and in some instances, I believe that I had to go through what I went through because I meant to do certain things in my life. And the only way that I would be able to achieve those is by going through what I went through. And, yes. And, uh, Yep. And what I was going to tell you is, no, I I believe how you said, or maybe I would be a better person. No, I I truly don't believe that. I believe that in order to serve your purpose, which I feel you are now, by the way, and I know the, the audience doesn't know yet, and we'll get to that. But I feel, you know, you had to go through that and you had to learn that to get you to this purpose. So let's say you didn't choose that path. I think it would have, you one would have never served your purpose because I feel we all have a purpose or it would have taken you longer to get there. You see, because of the experience, what we talked about, right? Your experience is your expertise. You wouldn't have had that. Whether it's positive, negative experience is an experience, right? So I'm not, you know, um, promoting or, you know, you know, no, 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 saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it like that just by, but what I'm saying is I, I just, I'm a firm believer in, you know, your destiny is set and what you do with it is, you know, the whole free will type of thing. That's, that's on you, right? So you're either going to get there on that right path the first time, or you're going to detour and, you know, you're going to make it harder for you, you know, but I just feel ultimately, you know, it is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe I, yeah, I did use the correct word better. I maybe different in the sense of like yeah. how I, how we get to where I am now. Okay, good. Because, you know, I would hate for you to say that, you know, you're not the best version of yourself. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, it's, you know, we've spoken on this before. It's, um, you always continue to improve upon yourself. Mm-hmm. The minute mm-hmm. that you say, you know, okay, I got it. It's your first day of regression, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you can never stop um, learning and, and, and becoming a better version of yourself, you know, um, it's, it's you shouldn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lifelong process. And, and, you know, the minute you stop doing that is, is, is yeah, you're, you're headed back in the wrong path or, or, or regressing. But, you know, yeah, just, you know, so like I said, I, I ended up hanging around those group of people and um, I, I, um, it got to the point where like I, I think I stated earlier, you can never play both sides of the fence. Sooner or later, mm-hmm. it'll catch up to you. Mm-hmm. And it ended up catching up with me. Um, you know, um, sooner or later, the, the street version of myself caught up with the school version, and I had to make a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I, I knew. I knew that I had to change it. And I actually, you know, um, checked out of school and started working, and I was going to night school. And I was doing good, you know. But 
there's always a part of you that wants to go hang around with your friends. Mm -hmm. Even if it was what, I think it was maybe an hour a day at the end of my, because, you know, I'm getting up, going to work, coming home, um, eating, showering, and then going to school. So that's a whole day there. But no, mm -hmm. Mr. Man had to find a way to go. Oh, yeah. Because he wanted to prove that, hey, he was still cool. He was still one of the fellas. Right. So Angel just, on one side, the devil on the other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, again, that's just me, again, trying to play. But can I ask, before this conversation, did you ever make that correlation? What, as far as... Uh, so so remember you were Mr. Popular, you were in school, everyone knew you, and then all of a sudden you move, you go to this better, quote unquote, better school, better area, and you don't know anyone. And and you know, at the time, I know you're not gonna realize that, but have you made that correlation before this conversation that oh, yeah. ah oh, I yeah. I seek that out because I wanted to to feel that again. Yes, I made that um I made that that correlation and and begrudgingly because again <laughs> because when you when you grow in order for you to grow and take the next step to grow you have to admit that oh, there's yeah. a fault that there's a fault in you you know so when you when you have that you know that aha moment of you know um, you 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 don't always just oh that's what it is you're like no you know I don't I'm in control I'm you know I I chose. And and so yeah, I did make that correlation, and it was it was it was during my vacation, which I'll get to, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I did I did make that, and and it, you know what, and that was a big turning point. That's when I, that's when I um, it you know you have to you have to forgive yourself, and you have to forgive others, but when you forgive you 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 don't have to necessarily assign fault. You know, right. you have to come to terms that, you know, sometimes we just work with the tools that we have at the time. Right. And and it's, it's, it's okay, you know? Right. So the, the, there's no judging that should be involved in that, you know? You no, of course not. At the time. So, so yeah, that correlation, I, I, I made it um, a while back actually. And, um, and, you know, and that's what, like, one of my biggest steps, I believe that were in my growth, you know, because, you know, like, getting back to it, I did, you know, those half hour, hour that I would, um, end up going back to, to the neighborhood, you know, I ended up, um, I ended up getting arrested, um, and, you know, committing a crime and getting arrested. And I, um, I ended up, uh, being sentenced to, uh, a life term actually 15 to life. So, Go ahead. I'm going to stop him there because this is a two-parter, guys. I'm going to leave you guys hanging on that one. Okay? So I'm going to stop Hector there because, you know, what we've already talked about, in my opinion, is is already valuable, right? And I, I really do want people to, you know, think about, like, certain things in, in regards to who they are today, right? Sit and reflect on your childhood because that truly has shaped you to who you are today and your behaviors. And I, you know, I want people to be kinder to themselves. You know, I think that the grace that you give to others, you don't give to yourself. So my breakaway tip would be 
to give yourself more grace because I can tell you for myself, you know, I carried a lot of shame from my childhood for many, many years because I never did accept that my parents were babies having babies. And what I was very unhappy with was they probably even till this day never acknowledged that their actions had a direct impact on me as a child, right? So I think that's what I was missing from them or what I was seeking, right? So there's five of us, Hector, and I know I haven't shared this with you, but there's five of us, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. I'm not only the middle child, but I'm also the middle girl, okay? And the only one with brown hair, brown eyes, like I'm totally the black sheep, right? Because my mom is half white, so my siblings, you know, all had blonde hair, blue or green eyes, you know? Um, but anyways, off subject there. But um, my my point is I carried shame and I had to finally realize, no, I was a kid. And like when you talked about, um, you said something that, that made me think about this. Um, when you talked about accepting, like I've known better, I should have done, done better type of something you said earlier. Well, I remember so when I... I was saying that, you know, we don't, we only have, we only work with the tools we had at that time. Right. Okay. So I remember when I, when I was 25, when I did my catechism, I felt a little, I don't know, I want to say lost maybe, but you know, I, I am Catholic too. And we were raised, um, in, in New Jersey, Catholic, uh, Christian church, and then came here, was more Catholic, whatever. But anyways, I'm baptized Catholic. But, um, you know, it was I've always had my own relationship with God. I didn't always go to church, but I had that relationship. And when I was 25, I was like, I was seeking, like I felt the emptiness. And so I did go for my catechism. And I did my communion confirmation, all of that, right? Because I knew I wanted to be married in church and you had to have that, right? So, so I did that. Um, and I'm sure I'm not, I don't know. Did you even say, are you Catholic? Did you say or no? Oh, yes. Okay. So as you know, you have to confess. And oh, uh, uh, like what? Uh, uh, uh. Like I was like, no, I'm a cafeteria Catholic. I pick and choose what I want to follow and believe. Okay. I own that. Okay. So the teacher was like, no, Don, it's a requirement. You, you have to confess. I'm like, lady. There's things I've never in life said out loud. I am not going to sit here and tell this man something that I've never even come to terms with. And she's like, you know, he's heard it all. Yeah, but I haven't heard it out loud. Like I was like so (laughs) against this process. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I think I'm going to be in this class forever because I just I can't do it. Like I was so like, no, fighting it. Resistance. And that's why I tell people, like I say it today, resistance. Keep resisting. It's going to resist you right back. Right. So finally, whatever. I had to come to terms. I wanted the class to be over whatever. So when I won in, I was like, oh, I had to sit there. And I literally the poor man wasted a whole box of chem white like tissues on me. Like I had like a mountain of tissues because I had to sit there and say certain things out loud. And the reason why I bring this up is because he told me, and you know, I'm 25. Okay. So imagine 25. So he tells me that wasn't your fault. And I'm like, yes, it was. I knew better. Like, what do you mean? Like, right. So I'm over here, like trying to take accountability, trying to be like, no, you know, but it, it was funny. I wasn't receiving it then. And I didn't, but I do now. And so when I was like, yeah, but I do know better. And I felt like I put myself in that situation. And, you know, so I contributed to something or whatever. Right. So he's like, no, you were a kid and I'm sorry, you didn't know per- better. And that person definitely knew better, you know? So, oh my God, he made me like 
say certain things out loud that I never said and names, whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I don't, but I had to do it. And I am not joking. I walked out of there feeling 25 pounds lighter. I did not realize the impact of the shame that I was holding. Like I didn't realize the physical weight that I was carrying you guys. Like it was like heaven sent, obviously, you know what I mean? But I could not believe it. And my boyfriend at the time is my husband now, but it was my boyfriend. I was like, Ooh, you know what he said about you? Like, (laughs) so, you know, (laughs) Uh, because you're supposed to wait till you get married, all that stuff, you know, and what he said. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm a tell on you. So I I went and (laughs) I told him, Ooh, you know, he said about you. It was so funny. But I, I mean, I left there feeling 20 pounds, 25 pounds lighter. And, um, I, did my communion. It was, it was a beautiful thing, but I'm, and anyways, we're getting, this is, is about you. Okay. But this is a conversation between two people and you want to know my story. So I will share as we go here and there, but I I do want to make this a two-parter because, you know, I really want people to sit with this episode and it's like, I don't want you to judge a book by its cover. We all have a past, but like I said, be kind to yourself, give yourself the grace that you would give someone else is, is my big takeaway tip. You know, I like to offer a breakaway tip as a life coach to my audience, you know? So, um, I want to have Hector on again, but I, I want to stop there with that, that Clifford for you. I want you guys to come back and hear, you know, he gave his first part of his, of, of his childhood, right. And into his teen, early teenagers years. And he just told you that he was sentenced to a heavy term, but now he's sitting, you know, Granted, this is a link, but I can see him. He's sitting in front of me, talking to me as a free man. So, you know, I do want to to get onto that, but in the next episode. So um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, I really hope this will reach someone and help someone. And and I want Hector to finish giving his story, but I really, you know, want to um, offer that. So is there something you would like before we continue on? But w- is there something you would like to say so as far as we've gotten up to this part of your journey? Um, you know, I, I think you've, you've touched on, on, um, on some very good points and, and you'll see on my uh, next time that those points that you touched on right now were the pivotal turning mm-hmm. points in my life. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, to, to anyone listening, I, I would leave them with this for, for today is you don't always have to assign guilt. Yes. You don't That's always deep. have to assign guilt to someone. Sometimes things happen. And until you forgive yourself, because I believe that's what you would not uh, hadn't done yet until your confession. Right. Is until you forgive yourself and, and, and know that you did not have a choice in some of the situations you found mm-hmm. with we find ourselves in because at the end we're young. So mm-hmm. we, we need to know that. And when you do that, you take the biggest and the first step to change and to becoming you, your authentic. I self. love that. I love that. And on that note, we'll, we'll see you guys next time.